Welcome to Second Cherry, an actual Eurovision podcast. Welcome to Turin. Welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is a podcast that usually brings you the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. But for the next week or so, we're bringing you daily news bulletins, interviews and rehearsal reviews from Turin. We are indeed, but we're not there yet. We are still in London. But <laughs> but if you're listening to this in the morning on Friday, we might be there because we're flying out at godforsaken o'clock in the morning from London Scatwick. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think about it, Monty, because I'm not prepared. Uh, I've got a million things to do, but one of them is, is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and you have to pack and you have to get to the airport. You need to be there for four o'clock, Matt. Yep, yep. Don't worry. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a terrible, terrible time to be getting up. But the artists must suffer for their work, as we will hear later in the Serbian song. <laughs> but before we get to 72, we've got a little bit of unfinished business. We've got three songs remaining from semi-final one to count down for you. So let's get to it. So there are three remaining songs from the Semi One uh, rundown that we brought you yesterday. The first that we saw this morning was Iceland. Matt, how did you view this? Well, this is gorgeous. This is really, really gorgeous. I think they are very classy. It's very country. Um, and there's a kind of soft elegance to the girls and sister that just keeps me engaged. I love it. I don't think it's going to qualify. But my God, are they having a good go at it? It's brilliant. I love it. I think they've done everything that they can with it. I, I agree with you. I don't think it's really strong enough to qualify against everything else. But there's really good harmonies. They've really done a nice uh, job of the staging. There's some good camera angles. Um, there's a bit of split screen going on. Um, there's a nice triptych effect for the bridge of the song. Not overly fussed about the costumes, I have to say, but there's lots of golden sparkles. And yeah, I think they're, they're, they're making the most of what they have with this. Absolutely. And talking of costumes, <laughs> let's move on to Norway. And uh, yeah, thoughts, Monty? Well, this is very similar to what we already saw in the Norwegian national final. Um, the wolves in bright yellow. Um, the postcard at the start has them projected against the mountainside scenes at Scano Lake. And it actually looks very impressive. There's some overlays on screen. We get emphasis of the grandma. We get emphasis of the banana. We get emphasis of the yum-yums. So it's very clear what's going on on stage. It's a very effective routine. It's fun. And I, I think it's exactly what Eurovision needs. I'm not normally one for a joke entry, but I don't really see this as a joke entry. I see it as a fun entry. Yeah, agreed. This is there's a song behind it. You know, as we said that before, it's a you can be a bit jokey or a bit novelty, but if you've got a really good solid song, then people are likely to vote for it. And I think they will with this. This is sailing through to coin our standard Eurovision phrase. This is sailing through. And closing the first semi-final is Armenia. What did you think? Well, I'm hearing mixed reports about this. Lots of different opinions. Uh, the staging is basically a room set 
of a bedroom, I think, that everything is just covered in post-it notes. So some people say bog roll, by the way, but let's be kind. <laughs> uh, I do love the whimsical nature of Rosa as she sort of skips around the bedroom. She's ripping off sections of the post-it notes to reveal a number of different motifs and words that all relate into the song. Um, at the end, she sort of rips um, a large section of the back of the set to reveal like this gateway, this rounded gateway, which is actually the front of the stage. So she's had her back to us the whole performance. Um, I like it. I, I, I think it's whimsical. I think it's done enough staging wise. She performs it in the right kind of register uh, and attitude. Love it. I do as well. I think this is really quite charming. I think it carries through that sort of theme that we get in the video of freedom. In the freedom, it's when she unhitches the house from its foundations, I guess, and it flies off. Obviously, they can't do that on stage, but I think they've got a similar kind of feel. I don't know if the if the, the room moves at some point. I don't know if it's all filmed where it's behind the scenes and the audience won't be able to see it or whether it actually all rotates round at some point. So the audience see it, then it rotates for her to come out of the, the circle. Um, so, you know, to the other side of the wall, but to the same side of the audience. I have to see how that is in the hall. Um, but I think it looks good. It's very memorable and very distinctive um, on screen. So that's the that's all of the semi-final one performances. Now, yesterday, Matt, you and I had the same eight qualifiers, and we said we were going to reserve a couple of places to see if we wanted to put any of the songs through from today. What would you add to your eight qualifiers, if anything, from today? Oh, I think Norway and Armenia. I think we, we that's what we kind of expected. Um, and I'm assuming it's the same for you. It is indeed, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so we're in complete agreement with the first semi-final. How, how much will that last, I wonder? <laughs> <laughs> Great, so let's have a look at what we've seen today, the first seven songs of semi-final two. So semi-final two kicked off with a bang with Finland. It's a very energetic, loud, noisy rock number from the Rasmus. Matt, what's your thoughts? Uh, issues, issues, issues uh, for me. I felt a little bit uneasy watching this, if I'm being honest, when the national final performance, um, they were quite commanding and it was like just loud, you know, rock in your face sort of performance that just, well, that's what won it for them. Um, so they've got sort of balloons on stage. Well, he's got an actual balloon, but there's also sort of big sort of balloon balls on the stage, which kind of sway, they move. And I quite like that. It gives a bit more texture to the performance. And it's, you know, kind of, it is all over the place. So I, I can't, I don't know what else to say. This is a mess of a performance, nothing like the national final. It's a balloon forest I saw on the on the actual tech screen that came up it's a balloon forest that they're walking through um that shot with the balloon at the start it's very creepy it kind of almost sets it like um uh pennywise the clown out of um, it with the balloon <laughs> it looks really spooky uh and that's not really the theme of the song the themes about i mean jezebel this kind of like wicked woman but 
not evil and creepy. Um, not sure it really blends with that. I have. To, I think the yellow and the black look really great. I think that's really good accentuation of color on stage. But what I thought with this was it wasn't quite TV ready. And I wonder if that's partly to do with the fact that they're a live band, very experienced. And what they're having to do is translate that live band feeling into a TV edit. So it comes down the camera. So it's not just the camera recording a live performance. It's recording a choreographed live performance. And I'm wondering if that's where they're maybe struggling. I think by the time we got to the third run through, it was it was way better than the first one, which was absolutely all over the place. But yeah, this is not quite the surefire qualifier I originally had it as. Song two is from Israel and it's a big old camp fest on the stage. Matt, how did you enjoy this? Um, I did enjoy the performance. And I like Michael, but this is the problem I have. It's very drag race, you know, that's quite clear, that kind of attitude of the drag race drag queen. But the problem I have is that in drag race, you have the queens when they're vulnerable, they tell their personal stories and they connect with an audience and the other queens and reveal like their full personality and all their characteristics. So when they go out on stage, you don't mistake that confidence with arrogance. That isn't Eurovision. You don't get context or much of it. You get a three minute snapshot. And I think that's going to hurt him massively. You know, if I'm wrong, great. If people get it and love him and, and vote for it, brilliant. But I think at the moment, it kind of shows a lot of bravado and no heart. And... For instance, for example, look at Netta. In her song, uh, the pre-chorus, that Wonder Woman, Don't You Ever Forget, blah, 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 blah. That softened Netta and it kind of, for a split second, it softened the music. And I know it's not the same song, it's not the same artist, I know, but it's just something worth considering. Is is this three-minute snapshot too much of a three-minute snapshot? That's an interesting take because, yes, obviously you only do get that three minutes on stage. And that three minutes is like a hyper queer version of Luca Henny, I thought. The red and the white staging um, is very striking. And there's a huge amount of confidence and fun um, on display. I think it starts really nicely. There's like some mirror set up. So um, Michael is reflected in the mirrors and there's a really nice overhead shot and then there's lots of energy on stage with the dancers but yeah I wonder if that what you're saying is going to mean that it doesn't connect as much and come across as a little bit of arrogance which I think this song can be easily mistaken as I don't think it is I think it's confidence and it's empowerment but I very much take your point that yes it might come across in the wrong way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so next then is your favourite or one of your favourites, Monty. It's Serbia. Absolutely one of my favourites. I just think this is an artistic masterpiece. I'm so happy that Serbia has selected something so unusual to send to Eurovision because we have got something that's taking a real risk on stage. I love the theme of this, um, the fact that actually there's quite multifaceted themes to it. There's the theme of the um, uh, universal access to free healthcare and the benefits it brings as the theme of unattainable beauty standards. There's the theme of kind of isolation as well, which I hadn't really picked out until today in the performance 
performance. There's a, a part where it says, and now I'm left on my own. And just as the song kind of quietens down before it builds to the final crescendo, what they've done here is take pretty much the Serbian national final performance, but they've putting some subtitles on the screen at key points. So it's just illustrating the themes of the song and a few key points during the performance. And I think that's going to really help people understand it at home. It isn't telling the whole story, but it's giving enough to just pique your interest. And that, combined with a very, very interesting performance, I think is the 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 pull of this song. It's the attraction. There's something about it that you cannot take your eyes off. You want to watch it. You want to understand what's going on. And it looks beautiful on screen. I agree that it, it is engaging. I'm just still feel a bit meh about it, really. It's not that I don't like it. It's literally, I think I'm just on the fence, which is probably I'm one of the three people in the world that are going to be on the fence when it comes to this song, because I think you're going <laughs> to love it or hate it. But it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. And I, I can't call whether this is qualifying or not. I need to see others in what is, you know, quite a tight semi-final, but I think it's there. I think you're right. I think it's got enough. Yeah, I think it's one of the surefire bolted-on qualifiers for me. But almost everything in this semi could go either way, which we'll get to. Azerbaijan was next. What did you think of this, Matt? Well, this is the one I really wanted to see because um, I wanted to see the staging before passing the final judgment because, you know, we were right when we said that Azerbaijan will and can and often do get blood out of a stone when it comes to their songs at Eurovision. It's a bit shouty in places, but that staging is as good as it can be. He's kind of like on, I suppose, what you could ex- explain as bleachers or like, yeah, bleachers and seats and sort of scaffolding. And he's kind of like doing some simple choreo, choreo echoed by a dancer by his side. And it's it's cute. It's working. Um, however, I think it is going to get lost. So I don't think this is going to qualify. If you've seen... Greece and the performance of Summer Nights, the sort of sports seating stands that Danny is on, that's what we mean by the bleachers here. Um, I was really blown away by this, actually. I think the vocal on this is really good. And I really liked the fact that they've thought about the presentation um, and they've done something quite unusual with it. I say unusual, although Azerbaijan has form for having a dancer mirror the actions of the main singer. They did the same with Farid Mamadov in 2003 with the dancer inside the box, uh, mirroring um, the, uh, the the actions of the singer. There's a really interesting choreography going on. I don't think we see enough of the dancer, uh, which is a bit of a shame for me because he looks very attractive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was one thing that I got into my head, and I hope this isn't the case, but the lyrics are fade to black. And obviously the colour black has the association with um, depression. I just hope that they weren't picking a black dancer to try and illustrate that a little bit too literally. I know. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But anyway, let's move on to Georgia. So this is a riot of colour on stage. What did you think, Matt? Well, there's everything here. There's 90s Britpop. There's steampunk characterization. There's Victorian era circus and mystery men it's 
hipster hipster styling it's it's everything actually this popped into my head as i was watching it if monty python did eurovision this would be it it's just got that oddness about it um i still love the song i really do love the song but despite everything it's it is hitting one note and i think is this gonna struggle to inspire voters to vote um i adore it though I am on the fence with this one. Um, there's a lot in this that's really annoying. Um, there's a lot that screams, let's be deliberately wacky. And I think that everything that you've described there is pretty much as I describe it, but it's really on that kind of verge of it could tip your annoying scale, or it could be actually, this is quite cool and quite hipster. Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's very bright. There's quite psychedelic at times. The LEDs. There's you know the um, the 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 rough clown from the um, video is on there. There's a giant mouth on the LED on the floor. Um, they're very intriguingly dressed. The main singer seems to me to look a little bit like Johnny Depp in Willy Wonka. Um, it's wearing a bowler hat, yeah. and goggles. <laughs> not sure that being Johnny Depp is the best look right now. There's a guitarist with a hedgerow for a beard, uh, and there's a man in an eye patch with a jaunty little, you know, flying cap, playing a box which seems to have some puppets inside. And I wonder, when I see something like that, is that what it's going to have in on the night, or is it going to have some element of surprise in his box on the night? Ooh, okay. I mean, I didn't. We are good. We do like surprises in boxes. Speaking of surprises, there were absolutely none of them in the Maltese performance, which was up next. Um, there are some camera angles of the bushes in the green room that make it into the TV screen on this. And I thought that at times they were more interesting than what was going on on stage. Emma is playing the piano for the briefest of times. Then she climbs on top of it. She's stood on it for longer than she's playing it. And then she walks to the front of the stage and is joined by four more inspirational dancers to do some choreography that really does look as though it's very much a step at a time. And she's thinking it through and it's all planned to within an inch of its life. And there's nothing possibly going to go wrong with this. And I'm sorry, but it's just totally uninspired. Okay. I, I I thought the backing dancers looked on point. I think they were probably the, you know, okay. But she is off key on places. You can't deny the vocal, whether she pulls that together on the night, that'll be good. But um, it's kind of working out for me. I take your point though. It is by the numbers. It's very, right, that's it. Job done. Well done. You know, it's it's very simply staged. It, there's orange <laughs> absolutely everywhere. It's like orange jelly, orange light. Yes, please. Uh, the mirror dress that she's wearing is quite cute. I think this will feel better with a live audience. And I don't know why I say that. It's just something that that's quite lackluster in a rehearsal with no with no crowd. Possible qualifier for me. That's a fair point. I think, you know, judging the songs on an empty hall where you're not having the energy the crowd to feel off, uh, we need to remind ourselves that, you know, that is going to feel and bring a different kind of energy on the night. So we had one more song today to finish off with, and that was San Marino. 
Akini Lauro. Now, we are an Akini Lauro stan podcast here, and we have talked at length about how much we admire him as an artist. But today was the first chance we got to see him on the Eurovision stage. And boy, does he make the most of his three minutes. Matt, what were your first impressions? Um, I'll let you describe the stage in, uh, but nothing about this is surprising. In that, Achille Lauro, should, you should expect the unexpected. Um, <laughs> I think he just about gets away with his sort of nonchalance, you know, like delivering quite a solid batshit crazy performance. But yeah, Monty, what what the fuck with the stage in? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a kind of glam rock band set up, but there are a couple of cages. Um, and he is looking amazing in a sheer body stocking with the tiniest pair of briefs underneath it to protect all of our modesties. And then he has these pom-poms and a big sort of feather boa draped around him. And then towards the end of the song, they, they wheel on the red velvet bucking bronco and... He sits astride it and bucks for the rest of the song. And, I mean, it's just, it's one of those Eurovision moments. This is going to score much better from the televoters than the juries, without a doubt, because there's not that much to the song. But performance-wise, this is one of the ones that people are going to remember for a long time to come. Absolutely. It's going to be a big one. So that is all of the seven of the second semi-finalists that we saw today. Eleven to come tomorrow. We have a shorter day today because the big five are taking to the stage. They're actually on the stage as we speak. I think as we're recording, by the how many messages are going off on my WhatsApp, I think that United Kingdom has just done their performance on stage. But <laughs> we don't get to see any of this apart from little 30-second TikToks until Saturday. So we're going to leave discussion with the Big Five until then. So, Matt, I don't know about you, but I think actually everything we have seen so far, there's a case to make for it qualifying and a case to make for it not qualifying. I think if these songs don't qualify, it's not because they don't deserve to. It is because this semi-final is an absolute bun fight. Yeah, this is a really difficult semi-final to call. You know, looking at San Marino was crazy. People were going to love that. Um, you know, Finland was all over the place. Uh, is Israel going to translate? I don't know. There's so many questions, and I need to see the other performances. But this is a this is a bloodbath of a semi final. We God knows what's going to happen. I think there are songs in the second half that it's easier to put as non qualifiers than it is in the seven that we've seen so far. So unlike yesterday, where we did call our predictions for you, we are going to hold back until we've seen, hopefully, the rest of the songs. Um, we should arrive in Italy in time for us to see tomorrow morning's performances, so we hope that we will be able to see them all and bring you a review of the rest of the songs in the semi-final tomorrow. But next, Monty, I'm intrigued because I want to know what our Italian word of the day is. Oh, yes, our Italian phrase of the day is... Fontana 
della 99 canelle. Fontana delle 99 canelle. Okay. Tell our eager listeners what the hell's that? It's the fountain with the 99 spouts. It's in L'Aquila, and I saw it when I was 15, and I went on a visit to Italy with my pen friend. <laughs> That's your useful phrase of the day for today. Don't say that this podcast is not esoteric. So, Matt, there's only one thing left to do, and that is to get excited! <laughs> because we're going to Italy in the morning! Yes, I, yeah, I I'm, I want all the ice cream... I want all the gelato, I want all the pizza, I want all the Eurovision rubbed in my face. And you can't have it because I want half of it at least. <laughs> so there. <laughs> so please do get in touch. I hope you're enjoying our daily podcasts. Uh, get in touch on Twitter at Second Cherry, on Instagram at Second underscore Cherry, on Facebook at Second Cherry Podcast, or you can email us, which is... Hello. At secondcherry.vision. That's Hello at secondcherry.vision. The next time you hear from us, we will be in Italia. Speaking fluent Italian of... Testing out our phrases of the day, <laughs> clearly. But yeah, I'm excited. We're all excited. Um, and yeah, please tune in. Please listen to our little podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. We will speak to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.